my friends, I'm Jennifer All. Today I got some questions for you to start us off with our daily hope. What do you do when you get offended? Do you gossip about the other person and throw them under the bus? Or do you hold a grudge? Or are you quick to forgive? And today we are looking at Esther chapter three and we're exploring how the seeds of hatred can escalate into real life or death consequences. So this chapter is pivotal and essential to the plot line of the book of Esther. Right out of the gates, we meet Haman. He is an Agite who is from the line, the family line of the Amalekites, who are mortal enemies to the Jewish people. And this man is the right hand to King Xerxes. Okay, he's in an esteemed position, and so everyone should bow to him when he walks by. Well, Mordecai, who is Esther's uncle, a Jewish man, does not bow to Haman. It's not really clear why he won't bow to Haman. It could be for religious reasons. It could be because the Jewish people are mortal enemies of the Amalekites. And whatever the case is, Mordecai won't bow to Haman and other people take notice. Royal officials, they start harassing Mordecai and they start egging on Haman. They egg him on how embarrassing and humiliating it is that Mordecai, this Jew, won't bow to him. Are you really going to put up with that, Haman? How can you stand to not let this man bow to you? Are you going to let him get away with that? This taunting, okay? Well, Haman gets so offended, personally offended. I'm reading in, chap in chapter 3, verse 5 here. When Haman saw that Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor, he was enraged. Yet, having learned who Mordecai's people were, he scorned the idea of killing only Mordecai. Instead, Haman looked for a way to destroy all Mordecai's people, the Jews, throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. It wasn't enough to just be offended by this one person. Now he generalizes it to this whole group of people who are like Mordecai. Do you see how just these little seeds of of offense and hatred, they just kind of fester inside of us. And so we start to stereotype it to a whole group of people who are like that person that offended us, that person who hurt us. Well, Haman, unfortunately, is in a position of power and influence and he has the king's ear. So he gets in there and he brings his personal hatred into the palace room with King Xerxes. And he tells him, you know, King, there are these people in your kingdom, these Jews, who they're different from the other people around us, and they don't obey the king's laws, and it's not in the king's best interest to tolerate them. If it please you, king, let there be a decree issued to destroy them, and I'll even oversee that myself. Oh, do you see how this, this hatred, it fuels this toxic, divisive advice and the king, he's like, oh, seems like good advice. Okay, that's fine. Go for it. That's fine. He's just sort of, he doesn't explore it any further. There's no one else around to counteract what Haman's saying. And so next thing you know, the king has put forth an edict that says that a prop, this order goes out to destroy, kill, and annihilate all the Jews young and old, women and little children on a single day, set off down the line in a few months' time. There is a state-sanctioned purge day. This is wild how this whole Haman's 
hatred for the Jews has escalated from a personal offense to now he has permission to, it's a, it's a campaign of genocide against the Jewish people. There is going to be a day that comes when the king's army will go through and just slaughter the Jewish people. That's what this chapter brings us to. And I just am just shocked at the escalation of this chain reaction of hatred, how it started off small and it just grows and grows and grows. And a chapter closes with it saying that the king and Haman sat down to drink, meaning that they were at peace with what, everything that's going on. But the city of Susa was bewildered. And I think that's often our response to the hate we see around us is we're bewildered. We're like, how did we get here? Well, you know what, my friends? This, this chain reaction of hatred could have been interrupted at so many different places if people would check themselves, work on forgiveness. And honestly, that's what we're called to do. We are called to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. We are called to be people of the cross. That means people who forgive. The cross breaks the chain of hatred every time. And so we have to, we have to look at ourselves. We can't just dismiss this and say, Haman was a crazy man, okay? We have to look at our own hearts because the seeds of hatred, they start with bitterness. They start with anger. They start with personal offense that then gets generalized. We have to call this out in ourselves. So spend some time with the Lord today and, and get real, get honest. Ask God, God, have I been gossiping about anyone lately? What is that doing to my heart? Lord, am I holding a grudge against someone that I actually need to be working on forgiving? And God, God, am I stereotyping people? Show me. And Lord, have I become apathetic or have I been, you know, turning a blind eye to the mistreatment of anyone around me? God, check our hearts because we are called to be a people of love, a people of the cross. Let us love big today, my friends, the way Jesus Christ loves. We can do this.